Thank you, Megan. Merry Christmas still, friends. It is uh, good to be with you today. My name is Chris Lyons. I'm the pastor of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry here at Green Lake, and it's my privilege to share with you. I hope that your Christmas has been full of all the Advent mysteries that we've been talking about, of, of joy and hope and peace and faith and love. And now at the, in this in-between time, today we're going to be looking at the mystery of endings and beginnings, the mystery of endings and beginnings. Now, I, I don't know about you, but are you ready to wrap up 2020? Hands up in the air, folks. Wrap up 2020, do something new. I am so ready. And there is hope, right? People talk about light at the end of the tunnel. We can look forward. And, and I think that we can talk about the timing of a vaccine and maybe coming together, maybe seeing some of our divisions healed. I, I believe that this hope can come. And it, it's led me to think about this one theme for this moment. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Now, maybe you've had some of these joy moments where somehow God just brought things together and you experienced his timing being everything for you. Uh, This past Sunday, I wanted to share some pictures. We had just a delightful experience at our Merry and Bright event here at Bethany Green Lake. It was a gorgeous day and we put out lights and inflatables and Mr. Mrs. Claus was there and we got to give gift bags safely and just put our eyes on some of our dearly loved friends here at Bethany. I hope you got to be there. Um, Even my Jeep made an appearance uh, as Santa's sleigh. But the crazy thing about it is it was such a gorgeous day. And then Monday, this deluge of rain and ultimately snow. I thought, oh my gosh, timing is so perfect for us to have that great day. I was joy filled about timing for our Mary and Bright. But in the same breath, I know there are some friends that this is a time of struggle. Just in my own orbit of friends, I've, this week, I have friends who have a loved one in a critical health crisis. I have a friend who's gotten a a bad diagnosis personally, a buddy whose marriage is in tatters, a, a dear one who lost her mom after weeks spent alone in hospice. Her mom was distanced from her loneliness unanswered prayer after unanswered prayer. And I'm sure some of you might be asking, really timing is everything. Does this describe you in these moments? If so, friends, I'm, I'm so sorry that these, these are hard times and there is a tension of the bad news and the brokenness of the world and the good news and the hope that we have that love has come at Christmas time. God has come close to us. And he can be trusted. I think at the heart of this passage, Psalm 139, we have this message that God can be trusted and his timing can be everything. Please pray with me. Father, we've spent these past months questioning so much. How are we supposed to respond in the midst of this pandemic? What's the reason of the division? Where are we supposed to turn in response to all the, the hurt in our culture? When do we get back to normal? Got to get the vaccine, move beyond this. Why are so many prayers unanswered, seemingly unanswered while people struggle 
with mental health and finances and loneliness. And at the core, we're asking, who can we trust? Your word, dear Jesus, your word today tells us that we can trust you. Teach us by your spirit, Lord. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I've been thinking, if you were to ask the kiddos on Sunday morning that we have our little Zoom calls at Kids Connect about timing is everything, I'm certain they would say to you, oh, you must be talking about Pastor Chris's dad jokes. His comedic timing is perfect. Okay, no, maybe not. The kids actually have figured out how to do the thumbs down button on the Zoom call. And like some of them are four. I don't even know how they do this. Oh, did you want a holiday joke? Sure, I'll give you one. Two, thank you. Two snowmen are out in a field and one turned the other and said, do you smell carrots? Okay, I'm glad there's not a thumbs down. I'm going to leave the jokes behind because obviously when we talk about timing is everything, we're not talking about Pastor Chris's sense of humor. No, no, no. I hope that it's no joke to you that you have tasted and seen in your own life, God's timing come true. That just the way things came together, there's no other explanation, but that God showed up. I've been thinking about some of those stories in my own life, but I was especially blessed this past week to reflect with a good friend who's had such a journey during this COVID season, right before uh, the pandemic started. He left a job and he had so many options, but then doors started closing one after the other, one after the other. And what he kept saying to me as he was waiting for this next job, I just got to trust. I, I just got to trust. And as Benji just waited and prayed and we prayed together and talked, he, he said to me, he said, God's going to come at the 11th hour. You wait and see. And literally in his last weeks, as he was waiting for these jobs, doors open. And now he's, he's actually, actually stepping into new opportunities that he never could have imagined And he's exercised this step of trust. So inspiring to me. What's your list look like of times that God has showed up in perfect timing? I hope that your your heart's filled with memories like that. Now, some of these memories actually uh, can come come in, in sideways kind of ways, right? Seemingly out of nowhere, what looks like not such a good timing thing can be a good timing thing. I was reminded of a a trip I took to Chicago for a church conference. This is a long time ago, before email, before smartphones, when you just had to like write things down on paper and make phone calls for plane tickets and conference reservations, all that. So I was going with my seminary class to a conference in Chicago. I had it all lined up, was really excited about it because then afterwards I was on my way to Virginia to visit my girlfriend who is in the Navy. Her name is Lisa. She's now my wife. So I, I land in Chicago. I was flying separate from my class because I had some, some air miles. And so I get on the bus to go to the hotel. I walk up to the desk and I'm like, I'm here for my room. And click, 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 click. They can't find my reservation. And so it's just this funny face uh, look came over the face of the, the person at the desk. And he said, oh, I have your, your reservation for next Wednesday, Mr. Lyons. And I said, wait, well, I'm supposed to be here today. I'm pretty sure. And he said, no, it says here next Wednesday. I got on the phone to my professor. I was in Chicago a week before the conference. 
Thank you. I know you've never done this before. Wrong place, wrong time, horrible timing. I run back to O'Hare, have to sleep on the carpet there with uh, other friends in the airport. But then I jumped on a plane, went and saw Lisa early. And then the way that God worked it out is she came back with me to the conference. And we had this just awesome time of experiencing ministry together. But there were so many moments early on that seemingly everything felt like it was going sideways. And it did not feel like God's timing was perfect. It felt like I did not know how to plan a trip. But it's funny how God can work things out. The Christmas story looks like a sideways story. A manger scene, a pregnant girl, they're in a, in a foreign uh, a town in Bethlehem. They're away from home. But God's perfect timing, God worked it out. The story is grounded in history. It, it talks about Herod and Quirinius, the governor. It was, it was a story of timing that others got to witness a miracle. The Magi followed a star to the place where it rested above Bethlehem. The shepherds, they had the, the perfect seat to listen to this angel choir singing about the Savior who was born. Simeon and Anna, they had waited for centuries, the the, the Jewish people, for centuries, and they got to see the Messiah come in at the dedication of baby Jesus. Timing is everything. And it's, it's so cool to see how scripture looks so uniquely at time. Now, obviously, there are places where, where scripture looks at time in, with the Greek word uh, chronos, which is like the passing of seconds and minutes on a watch. But in a deeper way, the Bible uses a word called kairos. And kairos is a, a word that means opportunity, of an appointed time and season for God's action, God's ordained moments. And you're familiar with many of the scriptures that talk about Kairos time, Ecclesiastes three, a time and a season for everything. Even though it was written in Hebrew, when they translated, they used the Greek word Kairos. Luke one, an appointed time for John the Baptist. Galatians four, when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem us. Mark 1, Jesus' first recorded simple sermon was simply this. The time, Kairos, has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent, believe the good word news. The actual, actually, our salvation history itself in Romans chapter 5 says, at just the right time, while we were yet powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Scripture seems to know that when we trust God's timing, we can fully be led to trusting God. Which brings us to this psalm reading for today. I find at the heart of Psalm 139, an invitation that that speaks of, of the mysteries of endings and beginnings. The promise that timing is everything. And it's found right there in verse 16. The psalmist writes, all the days ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to be. It echoes Psalm 31, which says, my times are in your hands, O God. God's trustworthy nature is all over this Psalm. And, and tonight, I did just say, we want to reflect a tiny bit on how when we put our, our, our times in God's hands, when we know that all the days ordained for us are written in God's book, we can trust God in three specific ways. We can trust because, because we know God knows us. 
Secondly, we, we can trust because God is close to us. And third, we can trust because God created us. So first, God knows us. Do you know how safe it is to rest in a love relationship with God? Listen to the opening verses. Psalm 139 verses one through six. Oh Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know, when I sit, when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my heart, on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty to attain. It is mind-blowing to think about the fact that God knows us. And when we think about best friend relationships, it's, it's the best thing to be known by someone who knows us deeply, the real us, and still loves us, still likes us. Now, when I was young, I, I didn't grow up going to church. And so friendship with God was a foreign thing to me. I kind of pictured God as, you, you know, running the universe from a cloud way up there in the corner of the universe, not on a supercomputer, but on like one of those old timey, you know, uh, operator switchboards, listening to all the prayers of folk, but distant. I never would have thought in terms of God as a friend. There's an author, his name is Christian Smith. He, he calls this caricature of Christianity, MTD, moralistic therapeutic deism. He, sa- he says this, This uh, limited view of what faith can be is based on uh, this moralistic view of just good and bad behavior. Somehow that's an important piece of it. Or therapeutic is a style of faith where we reach out to God like some cosmic butler or a, a counselor that when we need help and we'll reach out, but mostly God's not active in our life. In fact, God is so distant, that's that that reflection of deism, that that God just kind of wound up the universe like a clock and then let it go on its own and doesn't act in our world. That was really my perspective of faith as a young person. But then I started hanging out at a church. Then I started making friends with believers. And I found out that they talked about God. These these young people, these young leaders, they talked about God and they talked about a relationship with God that blew me away, that God knew them personally and cared about them personally. It ultimately led me to say yes to following Jesus and get a taste of what Paul writes about in Philippians 3, that uh, it, compared to knowing Jesus, everything else is just trash. Compared to knowing Jesus. That's the reason that God came close, that love came down at Christmas, that we may know God. And when we learn, friends, that all the days for ordained for us were written in God's book, we can trust God because we know he knows us. Secondly, we can trust God because he's close to us. We have the freedom to not run away. Verses 7 through 12 say this, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. 
if I, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. If I, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the night will, be, will become, the light will become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. God's presence is powerfully portrayed in those verses. And like any core relationship, sometimes we worry, can we do stuff to mess this up, to, to make someone a break relationship with us and run away and hide? Or can we mess things up so bad that we need to run away and hide? God says in this text, you can trust me. I am close to you no matter what. Hiding and running are seen throughout scripture. The first, first pages of the Bible, Adam hid hid from God. Jonah ran and ran from God. We are hiders and we are runners by nature, but God pursues us, chases us down. It makes me think of the apostle Peter in John's gospel. The, uh, many of the followers of Jesus began to, to leave because his teaching got too hard. And Jesus asked his disciples, are, are you going to go too? And Peter answered, Lord, Lord, to whom are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Peter had tasted abundant life in the presence of Jesus. And he stumbled too. Sure, he made mistakes, but Jesus always pursued him. And Peter, in his letter much later, he reminds us, God is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness, he's patient with us, wanting us to come to repentance, to be changed. When we learn that all the days that are ordained for me are written in God's book, we can trust God, because God is close to us. Now, I need to pause for a moment and, and say, maybe you're not feeling his presence, his closeness. Maybe you're aching for that, and that's not part of your experience in this season. Friends, don't give up. Look up, have hope. And maybe a word of caution, if you're, you're walking beside a, a hurting friend in this season, let your presence Speak volumes. I think we should use less words in those moments and just be with those who are hurting and pray that our presence somehow will communicate God's presence too. Well, not only does Psalm 131, it point to the fact that, that we can trust God because he knows us and he's close to us. But thirdly, we can trust God because he's created us. The author of life has made us part of his story. Verses 13 and following, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knit us together. Imagine that, friends. The God who spoke everything into creation. Stars, planets, our sun, rocks, mountains, platypi. Spoke everything into creation. Knit you together. Uniquely, one of a kind. Precious in his sight. It blows my mind. Now, I'm no master stitcher. I did a little cross-stitching at one point. But I have nothing to show you worth showing but I pulled out this Christmas quilt that Aunt Martha made for my daughter, Nikki. 
who's a Christmas time birthday girl. And this was for her first birthday. And I just am amazed that with every stitch on this quilt, Martha was thinking of Nikki. How much more does God think of you? Has he thought of you? Not just as you were made fearfully and wonderfully, but as he seeks to show up in the real times and places of your life. God thought of you stitch by stitch. Yes, our stories are broken. Our, our, our lives are broken. Bad things happen. But as one author put it, God doesn't make junk. And God does not junk what he makes. He wants to show up in the right time with the right purposes. And when we learn that all the days ordained for us have been written in God's book, we can trust God because he's created us. So friends, this theme, timing is everything. Our times are in God's hands. How does it connect with you in this season, in these moments? If you're hurting, I'm sorry, but have hope. If you're joyful, rejoice. If you're hopeful, stay hopeful and trust that we can lean into God because he knows us. He's close to us. He's created us. I love this Psalm's conclusion. It's an invitation, really. The psalmist writes, search me, O God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It, it cries out, yes, yes, yes. There is brokenness. There is hurt. There's anger. I'm frustrated by your absence and your silence. I've been anxious, Lord but you have permission granted to search me and know me, clear things out so that you can lead me into a deeper relationship. I just want to close with this story of a powerful experience of God's timing. Um, My wife and I both had COVID early in March and I bounced back pretty quickly, but uh, Lisa kind of had some lingering breathing issues So she was taking breathing treatments and kind of hanging in there with some meds. And we went on a plane trip to do a wedding in August back to Minnesota. And on the plane, her pulse oximeter, her her oxygen level has kind of dropped. And so we told the stewardess, they brought out a little oxygen tank. They were very chill about it, super helpful. And so Lisa needed a little oxygen just to make sure that she was doing okay. So we get to the wedding, everything works out fine. Lisa's feeling pretty well. And I was staying a couple extra days because my youth pastor lives back there. I was going to visit with him. Lisa gets back on the plane to come home. So as she sits down on the plane, she says to them, oh, by the way, I, I need a little bit of oxygen on the way back or on the way here, just as a heads up to you. And the steward conferred with some other uh, people on the plane and said back, oh, oh, by the way, we need you to get off our plane right now. They kicked her off the plane and they said, you can come back with a doctor's note. And she was flipping out. She's like, what am I, where am I going to get a doctor's note? She goes to two clinics the next day. No one would write her a doctor's note. Her doctor in Everett, of course, wouldn't write her a doctor's note without seeing her. So we're stuck in Minnesota. A friend here uh, on staff said, well, why don't you take a train then? So great. We'll take a train, 40-hour Amtrak from the Twin Cities back here home. But once we got on the train, it was delightful. So fun. So our second night on the train, we're just enjoying the time together, landscape flying by the window. And over the intercom, we hear, if there is a nurse or a doctor on board, could you go to 
car 13, please. And Lisa, who's a nurse said, oh my gosh, this could be scary. I'm like, you got this, honey. So she goes to car 13 and what they discover is a young woman who is in full labor by herself, first baby. And Lisa did a decade of labor and delivery. So she was in her element. I was not in the area. I did a couple of support things. I checked in and at one point, two of the of the, the conductors were holding a blanket up while this poor girl was having contractions and screaming. Their eyes were so big. And my wife cheering her on was just screaming back, you've got this. You are a woman. You were made for this. Just cheering her on. I'm like, goodness, we're going to have a baby on this train. <sighs> Thankfully, right before uh, Spokane, I think several hours before Spokane, we stopped in this place in Montana and paramedics took her off and she delivered her baby safely. But Lisa and I reflected on that story time and time again. We were part of God's perfect timing for this girl. We know it. It was amazing to think that that timing was exactly what it was supposed to be. For whatever reason, this girl needed someone to cheer her on. We were supposed to be there and we felt like like Magi or, or shepherds or Simeon or, or Anna, like we were witnesses to some miracle of being present to another. This girl was scared. Her baby was on her way. She was far from home. She was uncertain about the future. I'm not talking about Mother Mary. I'm talking about this girl. But we got to be with her and we left so, so, so encouraged to believe timing is everything. God worked it out and God can be trusted. This beautiful Psalm, Psalm 139, it reminds us of the mysteries of endings and beginnings. Friends, may you, as you consider the fact that our times are in God's hand, all of the days ordained for us are written in his book. May we, no matter the hurt, no matter the doubt, No matter the joy, whatever your season, may we reach out and trust. Maybe it's time. Because you know what they say, timing is everything. Amen. Would you please pray with me? Jesus, we're grateful for the gift of of this text, of this reflection of your faithfulness, your trustworthiness that we, we are known by you, that you're close to us. So you created us and then we can respond with an invitation to search us, know us, lead us in a way everlasting, in a way of abundant life. Even as we enter into this new year, give us hope, lift our eyes, help us know and trust that your timing is perfect and that you are gonna show up just as we need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's continue worship.